Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you for joining me again today. And I ended very abruptly yesterday that Mary gave birth to Jesus of Nazareth. I was talking about the angel coming in and telling her, telling her the good news that she was going to raise the Son of the Most High and how she was absolutely shocked because she could even imagine. But I think once she suddenly started processing this event, you know, then she responded to said this, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that each one of us are your servants. I pray that each one of us would have your word fulfilled, that we would follow you when you lay things on our heart, when you've asked us to do things, when you show us the way, when you give us direction, when you encourage us. Lord, may we follow that encouragement. May we be deeply involved in our prayer life with you, deeply involved in the word of God, deeply involved in a good Bible-believing church that will encourage us, and we can be faithful, and we can have fellowship one with another, that we can live out Acts 2. Lord Jesus, be with us today as we continue to talk about Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, most of all, happy Christmas Eve to you. I hope and pray that it's a great day for you that it's the day the Lord has made. I hope that you can stop by, a, uh, have a, a service somewhere. If you have nowhere to go, we're having a service from 6 to 7 tonight at the church. You're welcome to stop in. And the community, actually, we get a lot of community people during this time, and it's usually a pretty short service, but it's, it's taking communion together, and I share a short message. We have some great Christmas songs. It's really a good time, but, you know, I'd encourage you to Try to find a church somewhere in your neighborhood and go be a part of that. It's just always great to celebrate Christmas in the house of God on Christmas Eve. But I pray that in our lives the word of God would be fulfilled, that he would, that he would plan our future course as he planned Mary's future course. God's plans, folks, are not always ours. As I said yesterday in my message, if you would have told me 32 years ago that I would end up in Boise, Idaho, pastoring a church, I would have said you're crazy because I had it so well in Vancouver, Washington, and I was, I was so happy. But God's plans were different than mine. My wife and I did a lot of praying about this, a lot of praying about a decision to become a senior pastor and to move out of a cozy confines of Vancouver, Washington, where my parents, my wife's parents lived, and I had great friends there, and we had a nice house, and our little boy was with us, and we had a great time in life. I even had Portland Trailblazer season tickets for the first time. I got them that year, and that was fun too. And then to say, no, I want you in Boise to a, fifth, a small church, 50 or 60 people that was struggling. And Lord, I man, I don't know if I'm capable of doing this. But you know, I am so glad I listened. I'm so glad I followed God's call, and he made it very clear to us. Probably within the first six months, we knew we were where God wanted us. Oh, it was it was a struggle. We took a certainly took a hit in in our financial situation, and uh, we took a hit in trying to be able to save and to come up with life. But you know what? He took care of us. We sold a second car so we'd have money to live by, and and you know the church took care of us piece by piece, moment by moment. They were very generous to take care of us, and then God worked. And of course, the story now is great because. He's, he's brought many people to the church, and many people have given their lives to Christ. Many have been baptized, and we hope many, many more. But more than anything else, we want to follow God. We want to listen to what he has for us. 
Mary and Joseph listened. Oh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy to hear that story. It wasn't easy to hear that that's what God had in plan. And boy, that changed their life forever. They were on the run. Remember, they after the birth, they had to leave because uh, it wasn't, I don't know how shortly after that, but it was a little while after that. They had to leave Bethlehem because they heard Herod was going to look for Jesus and try to kill him. So they fled to Egypt. Well, anyway, the, the entire Christmas story is humbling. The Christmas story and its humility rings out in our ears. Very interesting in this, in the sense of the humility that took place. In fact, let me just read to you chapter 2 of Luke, verse 1 through 5. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken by the entire Roman world. This was the first census to take place, and every went, everyone went their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from his town of Nazareth to Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house of David. He went there to register with Mary. He was pledged to be married to and was expecting a child. Well, this is kind of an interesting, we know that story. We've talked about his birth, but I want to talk. go back a little bit and talk about this because not only was Mary with child, she had to travel from Nazareth area to Bethlehem which is a suburb of Jerusalem. Bethlehem, as I mentioned yesterday, six miles from Jerusalem. My wife and I have been there. In, in short, Jesus' birth was only a few short miles from where he went to the cross. I don't know how many of you knew that. But Mary and Joseph had to travel some 90 miles over rough terrain to get to Jerusalem from Nazareth for the census. And we always hear the story about Mary riding a donkey into Bethlehem. Well, there's no donkey mentioned, by the way. That's just an assumption. She may have walked, and she was pregnant, and this this couldn't have been an easy journey, donkey or no donkey or wherever, however she traveled. But here the woman, chosen by Almighty God to bear her son, would have to go on a journey to get to Bethlehem. Doesn't that seem crazy? But nothing about the whole story was easy for Jesus. You would think, you know, that that of, of all people that she could just have the baby there and think he'd, she'd be taken care of because this was the king of kings, that it wouldn't have to go through all these things. But it was a humble beginning, you know? You'd think maybe in the worst situation we have today in modern, let's think of our modern conveniences. Somebody's pregnant. I'm, I, I, when I mentioned this in my church, I said, oh, can you imagine you ladies being pregnant? I think someone was like, no, I can't imagine being pregnant. But I said, you know, there's something happening. You're going to have a baby. We, we got cars. We got trucks to haul us around to get to the hospital. And we got Uber. We got Lyft. We have taxis to pick us up, you know. And if we're really hurt and we can't get anywhere, we call 911. We'll have an ambulance come to our door and haul us out. And even gets worse than that, they'll come and they'll come and you'll have your baby there at the house. It's interesting that God's travel plans were different than one might expect. See, we have, thing, we have things so worked out in our lives that we have all our I's dotted and our T's crossed. We know when and how things will happen. Mary and Joseph didn't have that luxury. Some may say, well, this is Almighty God's son. Couldn't we have had better provisions? From the very beginning, God had a design that his son would come into the world, not in the limelight, not on a special camel non-motor in a non-motorcade, but a journey, a journey. It was a journey from the beginning. People, our walk with God is a journey. He never promised us a better roses. He never promised us it'd be easy. He never promised us there'd be a lot of great stops along the way. When I was younger, I traveled from Portland to California down the I-5 corridor. We would stop a place outside of Eugene that some of you listening may have been. It's called Rose Hill. And guess what Rose Hill has? Oh, like 
50 flavors of ice cream. We would stop there, and they'd give you these cones that were huge, just exactly what I didn't need way back then. But I enjoyed it. It was a great stop. It was a refreshing stop. I imagine Mary and Joseph were just trying to make it safely to Bethlehem to avoid the bandits, to avoid the wild animals, to avoid the things that were on the way. you know. But then once they got there, they were so taken that they had to find a place to lay their head. They didn't have a nice motel room. They didn't have somebody's nice... Airbnb. They didn't have one of those places. So they had to find somewhere to lay their head. As I mentioned the other day, people always say a stable, but the Bible doesn't say a stable. It only states that when Jesus was born, they laid him in a manger, which is like a feeding trough. So people assume it was possibly a stable. They had to find somewhere to lay their head. Very humble circumstances. I don't know how many of you listening today were born in circumstances. When I did this uh, message at church, I did a survey. I always have people raise their hands. I said, how many of you were born in home? And I think we had maybe, oh, I don't know, 500 adults in the services. And, uh, and, I, and I think in first service, eight raised their hand. And I think second service, six. I think 14 out of those 500 adults may have raised their hands and said they were born at home. Not many. Most people are in the luxury and the comfort of a fine hospital taking care of good people. And by the way, we have great hospitals in Treasure Valley. I, St. Al's, St. Luke's, all those hospitals around, I think they're awesome. They've always taken good care of me, so kudos to them. But, you know, Mary didn't have that. Mary didn't have that. There's a lot of things that could have went wrong. But Mary humbly gave birth to Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If by now the circumstances wasn't enough, the word was going to spread, and who were going to be the recipients of this great news? Who was going to hear about it? Well, it was the shepherds abiding in the field by night, which I mentioned the other day. Here we go again. Not the royalty, not the most popular people. In fact, the shepherds, who at the time were the lowest on the job market. Not only did the shepherds hear first uh, from the angel, they were chosen for an angel visit. Not only did they get an angel visit, they had a host of angels saying to them, glory to God in the highest. Can you imagine the dark night and the stars shining brightly and shepherds chewing the fat by their tent, ready to hit the sack, and suddenly angels appear and share the good news. Today in the town of David, the Savior was born. He is the Messiah, the Son of God. Folks, this was not an ordinary visit. The Bible says, listen to this, these guys were terrified, terrified. Now let's put this into perspective of today. It'd be like you and I going out on a hunting trip. And I remember one hunting trip like this. I didn't hunt a lot because I just, it's not something I enjoy sleeping out away from the confines of a nice bed. I just don't like that. But I went and I, I laid on a mountainside on a tarp, me and a friend, and we laid there with our sleeping bags, looked in the beautiful sky, chatting about hunting. What if all of a sudden we would have saw angels or an angel around us and then a whole bunch of them? Do you think we'd be scared? We'd be terrified. Yes, it would get our attention. Well, it got the attention of the shepherd too. And, you know, they responded. And shepherds are loyal to their sheep. I don't know what happened. They left their sheep. But, you know, the sheep know their names. Maybe there's other shepherds that stayed there. But you know what? How do we respond when we feel a tug of God on our lives? They responded, they went. It wasn't convenient, but they went. 
Are you responding to God? I'm going to finish this tomorrow. Lord bless you. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.